Welcome to the podcast of the United Church of Bogota. We are a Bible-based church ministering to the English-speaking community in Bogota, Colombia. We invite you to join our diverse fellowship as we encounter God in worship and experience the impact of His grace on every part of our lives and in our world. To learn more, please visit our website at ucbogota.org. Um, what, what is this? Well, what we're about to do is we're about to retell uh, the greatest story, the story of Easter weekend, starting with Good Friday, when our Lord Jesus laid down his life uh, to save us. So we have various elements of that. There'll be some readings, some singing, a children's message. Um, but uh, I want to start things with our call to worship this evening. And this is responsive, so I will read part of it. And then when you see an asterisk, that's your part to read with me, okay? So look up here on the screen and we'll do our call to worship. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, as you sit enthroned at the right hand of the Father now, ruling over your creation, sustaining us, sustaining our every breath, you, you see us and you know us, and you understand how desperate we are to really believe this message we're about to touch on this evening. Lord, um, we hear it over and over again, how you died for our sins, and we confess that it's that our hearts are cold to this message. Would you please, by your Spirit, warm our hearts to this message and make us alive by your Spirit to your grace. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to read to you a chapter as we begin to tell this story. This book is called The Biggest Story, and... Um, this is probably the most important chapter in the biggest story. You can see the pictures up here. After all these downs and not too many ups, we come to a manger in the little town of Bethlehem. This is where we meet the new Adam, the child of Abraham, the son of David. It's with the stinky shepherds and the singing angels where we see the real deliverer, the real judge, the real conqueror. No one understood it completely at the time, but when Mary pushed out that baby, God pushed into the world the long-expected prophet, priest, and king. God gave his people a new law, a new temple, and a new sacrifice. 
Best of all, he gave his people a new beginning, just as he promised. Of course, some things were different than he expected. The stable with the animals and the scandal with the unmarried Mary were surprises to most folks. The miracles were remarkable. The teaching was unlike anything anyone had ever heard. The bumbling band of hand-picked disciples, that was curious. But the biggest surprise to everyone was that the chosen one of God was chosen by God to die. It didn't just seem right that the one destined to crush the serpent would be crushed himself. So when Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, died on the cross that Friday afternoon, it seemed a shocking evil beyond belief. And it was. The worst thing that's ever happened in the world. But it was also the best thing that's ever happened in the world. Just as we would expect from God. And just as God planned it. We break promises, so God keeps his. We run from God, so he comes to us. We suffer for sin, so the Savior suffers for us. Our story is the story of God doing what we can't in order to make up for us doing what we shouldn't. The Christ suffers for our sin, that we might share in his sinlessness. And so deliverers are born to die. Things fall apart so they can come together. God kicks his own people out of paradise and then does whatever it takes to bring them back again. Stand and let's begin to sing this story together. What wondrous love is this, O my soul, O my soul? What wondrous love is this, O my soul? What wondrous love is this that caused the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul? To bear the dreadful curse for my soul. When I was sinking down, sinking down, sinking down, when I
Please be seated. John 18, chapter, chapter 18, uh, verses 1 through 14. When he had finished praying, Jesus lived with his disciples and, cro and crossed the Kidom Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place, because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you're looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, Put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Please stand with us and let's sing. Was he to die? It 
John 18, 28 through 40. When the Jewish leaders took Jesus from Caiaphas to the place of the Roman governor, by now it was early morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanness, they did not enter the palace because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked, what, are your char- what charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said, take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, they objected. This took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied, Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am, I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? retorted Pilate. With this he went out again to the Jews, gathered there, and said, I find no basis for a charge against him, but it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of Passover. Do you want me to release the the king of the Jews? They shouted back, No, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had taken part in an uprising. Please stand. Let's sing together.
Please be seated. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they slapped him in the face. Once more Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I am bringing him out to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? he asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realize I have power to free, either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answered, You would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at the, play, at the place known as the Stone Pavement, which in Aramaic is Galatha. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, Take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the chief priests answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. John 19, 16-24. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his, his own cross. He went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha, where they crucified him and with him two others, on each side of and Jesus in the middle. Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross. He read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where he was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the Jews protested to, the, to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four chairs, one for each of them, when, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture may be fulfilled that said, 
They divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Please stand and sing with us. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they crucified my Lord?
Good evening, church. Every Sunday we come to church and um, we do corporate confession of sin and we confess our sins and we spend some time in silent confession. And many of us will come with different sins, different problems. Many of us will turn to the cross and we'll confess those sins and many of us will still be a bit hesitant to do that. But tonight we'll all come together at the foot of the cross as God's people and we'll come in humility and we'll look to the cross and we'll confess our sins. We're going to do this a different format this time rather than the one we do on Sunday. It's similar to the call to worship. So I'm going to read some things from the screen and when you see an asterisk, you're going to read. Okay, so it's a responsive confession. Almighty God, look with mercy on your family for whom our Lord Jesus Christ was willing to be betrayed and to be given over to the hands of sinners and to suffer death on the cross. Merciful God, we meet each other today at the foot of the cross, asking for your forgiveness. We stand as those who inflict wounds on one another. Be merciful to us as those who deny justice to others. Be merciful to us as those who put our trust in power. Be merciful to us as those who are greedy. Be merciful to us as those who put others on trial. Be merciful to us as those who refuse to receive. Be merciful to us as those who are afraid of the world's torment. Be merciful to us. Amen. And I'll ask Mary to come up and offer us some words of assurance. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there. So they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Please stand and let's sing about that good news that it is finished. Hark the voice of love and mercy sounds aloud from Calvary. See it rends the rocks asunder shakes the earth and veils the sky it is finished it is finished hear the dying savior cry it is finished it is finished hear the dying savior cry it is finished oh what pleasure do these charming words afford heavenly blessings without measure flow to us from christ the lord it is finished it is finished saints the dying words record it is finished it is finished saints the dying words record finished all the types and shadows of the ceremonial law finished all that god had promised death and 
your comfort draw. It is finished, it is finished. Saints from hence your comfort draw. Tune your hearts and new ye selves. Join to sing the pleasing thing. Saints on earth and all in heaven. Join to praise Emmanuel's name. Okay, I'd like to ask uh, kids to come forward. So kids, make your way up. If you consider yourself a kid, come up. You can just sit right here. We'll all sit down right here together, okay? Great job. Come on up. Come on up, Benjamin. Hey, Mila. There you go. Hey, Sean. Good to see you guys. Thank you for coming up here. Okay, so I want to answer the question... What is so good about Good Friday? Don't you answer it. I want to answer it. I'm going to ask you some questions first. My first question is this. Um, is anybody here allergic to something? Yeah? What are you allergic to? You don't have any allergies. You're my child. <laughs> you're, you're allergic to hay fever. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Anybody else? Is anybody allergic to something? No, I've never been allergic. You don't, you've never been allergic to anything? That's so good. That is so good. You don't have to tell us what. I just was curious. Yeah, we don't, we, I don't want to break, like, uh, violate my, your HIPAA uh, privacy policy here. Um, so imagine, well, uh, let me ask this question. Is anybody allergic to bees? No. Imagine if you're riding down the road one day and a bee flew into your car and it's buzzing around. Do you think you'd be scared? Yeah, you should not break the glass if that happens. Definitely do not break the glass. Um, that's, that's okay. So imagine this. This is actually a true story. A boy was riding in a car with his daddy. It was a beautiful day. The sun was shining, so they had their windows down to get a bunch of air. And all of a sudden, a bee flew in. And the boy was allergic to bees. He got allergic. I don't know why he was allergic to bees. I guess he was born that way. That was one of the sad things about Genesis chapter 3. We can, allergic to bees means, I'm a little allergic to bees. So when I get stung by a bee, my hand is usually this size. But if I get stung by a bee, my hand goes to this size. And so if, it gets, if I get stung up on the neck, it kinda, it's kind of scary. But some people, if they're allergic to bees, can die. So he was one of those people. He was very scared. And he was screaming, and his daddy was driving, and it was a big bumblebee, and his daddy did this. He grabbed the bee in his hand. And you know what he said to his son? He said, son, don't be afraid. He opened the hand, and there the bee stinger was in his hand. He said, son, I've already taken the sting away. 
He took the sting away so that his little boy wouldn't be hurt. This is what is so good about Good Friday. Jesus, Jesus on the cross took the sting of death away. He took the sting of death away. The Bible says that when we do bad things, the wages of bad things, sin, is death. And Jesus, when he died on the cross, took the bad things away. But that's not the only thing that Jesus did on the cross. Now I need two volunteers. Mila? He, like, died on the cross to say that. That's right. He, he, the guardians killed him, so they, they, they didn't have to kill us. Preach it. I like it. Sean and Mila, will you guys be my volunteers? Yeah? Okay, stand right here. Stand right here. All right. Sean, I want you to put this shirt on. Uh, okay. Mila, can you put this shirt on? Put it on. Don't, don't turn it inside out because I don't want you to see my favorite sports teams. I don't want to distract people with my favorite sports teams. There you go. You don't have to put it all the way on. Just, yeah, just kind of drape it over. Good, good. You look great. Perfect. Do you think this is how you look on your wedding day? No? Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you guys to come up here. Come all, all the way up here so, the, so that we can, so the kids at home can see you, okay? All right. So, Jesus did not just die to take the bad things away. Now, this shirt right here represents every time you've ever lied to your mommy and daddy, taken something, had anger in your heart towards someone. This is all of our sins and yucky stuff. This, Mila, you get to be Jesus, okay? This is Jesus in all of his perfect obedience, isn't it beautiful? He never sinned. I don't see any stains on this. He never told a lie. He never hurt anybody. Just perfection. The Bible says up here that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we could become the righteousness of God. So on the cross, this is what Jesus died. At Jesus' dying, he takes all of his righteousness. Can I have this? There you go. I'll take this off here. Good. Yeah, you can take it off too, Sean. All right, take it off, Mila. Pull your arms out. Good. Good. So the first thing he did, whoops. Sorry, Mila. I'm going to put this on you now. The first thing Jesus did is he put on all of our sins. And so when he said, it is finished, he was saying, it is finished, paying for all of their sins. And as he's dying, he's dying for our sins, all of them, every single sin. And guess what he gave us in exchange? He gave us all of his perfect righteousness, all of his behavior, every way that he made his heavenly father happy. And so when the father looks at us, he looks at us wearing the perfection of Jesus. And he says, you're my beloved son. You're my beloved daughter. I love you because of what my son Jesus did. Guys, this is what Jesus has done for you. That's why Good Friday is good. On the cross, he took away all of our bad and gave us all of his good because he loves us. Very good, guys. Let's give them a round of applause. Good job. Thank you, Mila. Great job. You guys can go and be seated. And the rest of you can stand and sing about this. <laughs> Sorry, Sean.
come to the table, I was uh, reading this afternoon uh, words from another pastor, and 
he was highlighting the three cries of Jesus on the cross and how those three cries lead us perfectly to this meal. Jesus cries out in Luke 23, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. This is talking about our need. We are so broken that we cannot get to God without a mediator. We cannot get to God without the sacrifice of Jesus. We are too, too broken. Jesus cries out in Matthew 27, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's the price. That God the Father would forsake his son Jesus as Jesus in his earthly form bore the full weight of our sins. That was the price. The father really did have to turn his face away from his son. We couldn't pay the price. Jesus had to pay it for us, and he has. And he cried out as we've been singing, it is finished, which is where we get our peace. There are a lot of things that are wrong in our world. Look around. Look at the news today. Look in our own country. We're at war with each other. Humanity is at war with God. When Jesus said it is finished, we're no longer at war with God. We have the peace of Christ. If you're trusting in Jesus, that his broken body and that his shed blood was given for you, then you have the peace of Christ. You are at peace with God. Your need has been met, your price has been paid, and the peace of Christ has been given to you. Friends, if you're here this evening and you're not there yet, you're still wrestling perhaps with who Jesus is, we would ask that you sit this meal out instead of coming forward for the elements that you would rather stay in your seat and pray, think, formulate questions, and wrestle with who Jesus is. Ask yourself, is this the sort of peace that I need in my life? Not just with other people, but with God, knowing that God is pleased with me in Christ. Let me pray for us as we come to the meal this evening. Lord, thank you for this evening, thank you for this meal, and just the very tangible way you minister grace to our needy, needy hearts. Jesus, hear us say, we need you. Hear us say that you have paid the price that we couldn't pay. Hear us say, Jesus, we need your peace. We need it to invade every area, every corner of our lives in our world. And so we ask in a little way that by your spirit you would do some of that uh, here and now uh, through these elements, Lord. Please set these things apart that they would reflect um, our status as your children and the way that the Father is pleased with us. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. The night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took the bread, and after having given thanks, he broke it, and he said to his disciples, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. The same way that evening, Jesus took the cup, and he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink of it, do so in remembrance of me. The way we do this uh, is we'll start in the very back, and we'll come down the center aisle. Uh, in two lines. You'll grab the elements here. We do have new elements, um, better tasting elements. Um, we have juice on this side and wine on this side, juice and wine. We'd ask that you take those elements, go back around the outer edges to your seats, and do please wait so that we can all eat and drink together. So Christian, the table is ready. Come and be nourished by your Lord.
Timothy, you can go ahead, as I hear you're already doing. <laughs> Separate the top and the bottom there. Good. Christian, this is the body of Jesus, which was broken for you. Take and eat all of it. And this is the blood of Jesus, which was shed for the forgiveness of your sins and my sins. Take and drink all of it. Amen. Stand and let's sing the doxology together. <clears throat> Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. You'll see there at the bottom of your bulletin on Sunday, we've got a number of activities and services, uh, our 8.30 service as normal, and then in between the service, we have uh, our brunch starting at 9.45. You want to come for that, bring, bring guests to that. Uh, and an Easter egg hunt starting a little after that for all the kids. Sorry, adults, you can't do the Easter egg hunt. It's just for the kids. Um, and then we'll have our second service, of course, at 11 a.m. Let me send you out with this benediction from the book of Revelation. To Christ our Lord, who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom of priests, serving his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen, and go in his peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to support the ministry of UCB, please visit our website at ucbogota.org.